Hello and welcome back to another episode of Preview Review. On today's episode, I am joined as always by my co-host Ryan Toon. That's a me, Ryan. Ooh, foreshadowing. We love to see it. And we are also having the pleasure to be joined by a very special guest. Please welcome our friend and yours, Ian Anderson. That's Yay. a me, Ian. Yeah, Ian. That's a me-in. Me-in? <laughs> Have you seen Megan? No. <laughs> the unrated cut is on Peacock now. I'm so excited. I'll have to check it out. Mithrigan incoming. Mithrigan. Top letterbox top four. It's it's gonna happen. We just gotta own it. I think you'd like it, Ian. It's very fun. It's very fun. Ian, we're so happy to have you on the podcast today. Welcome to just you know a chill average episode of preview review. Nothing special about this one other than the fact that you're here. You've done this before, Ian. Before we had you on, it was only we had a condensed episode. Because it was in the midst of the pandemic, but it was okay because you were in our COVID bubble. Yes. And you came over and you talked about Zack Snyder's Justice League and Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, that's right. Remember how long ago that was? And I've only seen one of those movies. What yeah. did you think of the Snyder Cut? He hasn't seen I've that never one. Seen it. Oh, I've only darn. seen Godzilla vs. Kong. That was good, though. <laughs> it was good. Guys, the Snyder Cut's really good. Sure. I'm Honestly, just... it's sure, so Dan. good! I don't want to have this conversation again. <laughs> But this time we're having it on mic. On mic, I will. I'm not gonna watch the movie. <laughs> you should. It's good. Ian, other than hating on Warner Bros. Studios, uh, what have you been up to lately? Godzilla vs. Kong is a Warner Brothers movie too. <gasps> Traitor. Every every one exception always. One exception. <laughs> Godzilla vs. I thought they were Universal Godzilla Monsters. Is it Warner Bros. that made that movie? Universal. No, uh, Universal Monsters are like Dracula. Oh, and that's right. That's right. That makes sense. Mm, that does make sense. Uh, I've been up to not watching movies, apparently. I've only seen four this last year. <laughs> Ian, why the fuck are you on this podcast? Wait, what are the four I movies love previews. you saw? Oh, right, right. I, I forgot, watch I previews, never watch the movies. What are the four movies you saw this last year? Post and Boots 2, uh, Doctor Strange. And the Multiverse of Madness. And the Multiverse of Madness. You saw Nope with us. I saw Nope with oh, you that's guys. Right. And there's a fourth mystery movie somewhere out there. Batman? And Batman, yeah. <laughs> cool, wow. we did it. Wait, so that's five, right? That's five. Four. Oh, that's four. four. What's the fifth? Is there a fifth? No, there's not a fifth. I thought we hit five. Maybe there's one out there. There's a mystery movie probably Who out knows? there. Can't remember everything. Well, yeah. we're excited to have you here, Ian. We got some very exciting releases to talk about today. And you're probably going to see all four of these movies in theaters. These are going to be the only four that these you see probably, this year. Yeah, this year these will be the only four. That's why it was important we got you on this yep. episode, for sure. Uh, we're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Cue the... Old school 80s, 70s uh, music track. He's got a zoom us. now, so it could be later. Oh, it could go later, but I mean, he got if the zoom. trailer tells us anything, it's got to stick with the palette. Mm, you got to stick with the palette. palette. Uh, Super Mario Bros. movie, Renfield, as well as Fast X, of course, the 10th installment in the Fast and Furious franchise. Well, the 11th in the franchise, the 10th in the Fast so. Saga. That's true, because we have Hobbs and Shaw. Fast and Furious presents, presents Hobbs, and, Hobbs Shaw. and Shaw. That's right, that's right, that's right. That's right. Yes, yes. Which, honestly, I don't know if it's a hot take or not. I think it's the second best movie in that franchise. Well, I think you're the only person here that's seen it, so we gotta take you out of it. We gotta take you out of it for it. So without further ado, let's just jump into talking about our first trailer for today. Yeah, we don't have a Ryan's Review Roundup right. this time. Last, last, last month, month was the previewees. Congrats to all the nominees, but even bigger congrats to all the winners. Which we all know who won, right? We love winners. 
we all have recorded that episode already. We're definitely we not won. recording this episode before we record that episode. That accountant has a sexy voice. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is being directed by James Gunn, who you may know from directing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 or Guardians of the Galaxy or The Suicide Squad. Or Slither. Yeah, or, or Super. Super. Or James Gunn's PG porn. What? That's a thing, look it up. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. Um, the movie's coming out on May 5th, and stars, you know, we got the usual Guardians crew back. Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, now that, you know, 2014 Gamora exists in that or whatever. Uh, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, Palm Clementieff, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Sean Gunn, and we've got Will Poulter and Elizabeth Debicki rounding out the cast for this installment. Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy is in my humble opinion, one of the best things the MCU has produced. And I could not be more ecstatic for Volume 3 because I think James Gunn has a very clear vision of the story that he wants to tell and what arc these characters are going on over the course of their journey over the last two movies and then this installment. And I can't wait to see what we've got in store for what is apparently the closing chapter of this, like, these independently standing movies with the Guardians at the center of them. Um... We can get more into talking about the specifics of this trailer in a sec, but Ian, Ryan, first, like, quick thoughts about just Guardians as a whole. I love the Guardians movies. I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is, like, in contention to be, like, I think it's in my top three Marvel movies, maybe my top five, because other movies came out like Spider-Man. Um, but I, I think I'm one of the few that thinks Volume 2 is better than Volume 1. So hopefully volume three can top volume two. Every time, the every other, like, I go back and I rewatch volume two. And I don't know, I think it's a better movie every time I rewatch the movie. I really like these characters. Um, it's, like, been said before, but James Gunn got us to care about a tree and a raccoon. And they tug at your heartstrings. And, like, you could have never thought going into it, oh, this is going to be a fun space comedy with Chris Bratt. But no. It's a fun space comedy with Chris Bratt that has heart. And in this trailer we've already seen, we're getting a little Baby Rocket backstory, which I just know I'm going to sob. I, like, I can't even begin to think about, like, the emotional journey this is going to take us on doing flashbacks. And also, like, I mean, the way they're talking about, like, let's go for one last adventure, one last ride. And, like, I just know the way things are are culminating. It's not looking good for the survival rate. And I can't... Oh my gosh, I can't even begin to think about what might happen to hurt my heart in this installment. Um, Ian, what do you think of the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise? I've always thought that the Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn, I think better than any of the directors in Marvel, mixes the comedy with the tragedy. In each uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, they lose something. In movie one, it's Groot. In movie two, it's Yondu. But at the same time, he does a really good job of like the lightheartedness that Marvel was looking for, kind of like for the majority of their movies but then also mixes in some serious moments with some good character background, kind of grounding you down and realizing that there's like these characters can be serious and have a lot going on with them. Totally. I think like, yeah, the, the writing's always really good. He knows his characters very well. He blends very, like a very great visual style. And that also goes along with the music, like the soundtrack, like all of that is very like specifically curated for the films. Um, Speaking of the visual style, like, the scene in the Volume 3 trailer where they all have their own colored spacesuits, I'm like, that's so James Gunn, I love it. Like, just being able to bring that, like, you could have done that scene as, like, oh, they're all in spacesuits. 
doing this cool thing very spacey very marvel cool but then it's like just that little extra attention to detail that like really makes the scene pop and like sticks in your brain because it's very visually like engaging and i love that james gunn can like bridge a lot of that visual storytelling as well as like knowing his characters very well and wanting to like push the boundaries of what kind of stories to tell like it's not gonna be a marvel movie where like all the heroes always like win and they all survive like he's willing to make risks and like even the story angle of like kind of cutting short the love story between star lord and gamora now and like resetting that because now we have 2014 gamora who like doesn't want to be involved in star lord in that so it's not always a happy ending and the characters are always being put through something that's challenging to them personally but then they also have to like realize that they rely on each other to succeed in their missions or whatever they have to do mm-hmm. um and in this trailer <clears throat> it looks like we're going on this adventure to see like you said like to fight the person who created rocket right he was a raccoon but now he's like this wise kraken raccoon that knows how to shoot a gun um but who made him like that the villain the high evolutionary who's got this weird uh face that looks like you can like peel it off i don't know how to describe it um kind of like robocop (laughs) you know Um, (laughs) that makes sense but uh and he's he wants to make everything perfect uh but Rocket says he doesn't want to make things perfect. He just wants to fuck my life up. I'm going to kill him. That's basically what happens. Yeah, that's that fair. That's the quote. That's the quote. <laughs> that quote. Verbatim. Um, but it still has the lighthearted Guardians uh, thing going on. Where like they This isn't the first trailer. They land on like some planet. And <laughs> the kid like throws Drax a ball. And he like kicks it. And it like, punts right into the kid's face. And the kid starts crying. And he's like, what? I thought that's yeah. how you play ball. Cause... Drax is like one of the best Marvel characters ever created. I love that guy so much. I think in the first movie he started to get on my nerves a little bit, but then like the more like endearing he is through like being in other films like Guardians mm-hmm. 2 and like appearing in some of the other MCU stuff, like what a guy. I just love him so much. And Dave Bautista is such a likable per- actor too that just mm-hmm. elevates the whole character. Ian, do you have a favorite Drax moment? Um, I thought you were just gonna say favorite character. Got so much more specific. I was like, I guess I have a favorite character, and I was like, wait, what? The scene when he puts on the chest armor and he says his nipples are chafing. That's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good Drax. It's one. gotta be Drax, like thinking that he's invisible. That's like, oh, so that fucking awesome. good. Uh, he's also really good in the holiday special. Have you guys seen the? Holiday I haven't oh, watched holiday it yet. I was gonna good. say, like, do you think I, I do I need to watch it before Guardians Three comes out? Probably not. I, but it's like, very good. Don't need to, but you should because I is, definitely want to watch it. There is also like, a very good Drax Mantis team up adventure. It, it makes you and, like, like two of them. Are, it's one of those things like like once I like I really wanted to watch it, but then like the holidays passed. I'm like, now it feels weird to watch it in, like mm-hmm. February. But I like, mean, you can wait till like right before, so you can watch it in April, right before <laughs> the movie comes out in May. If you want. I guess that's true. It's closer to, well, I guess it's it. closer to next Christmas, but it's farther from last Christmas. So okay, you gotta think yeah. about it that way. You gotta roll but one of that. like a really good Drax moment from that, it's like, uh, there's a candy cane, and he just goes, "That's a little man," or something like that. He thinks a candy cane, like a giant inflatable candy cane, is like. A little man. <laughs> so specific. And, like, Mantis, like, is carrying around the candy cane, and she's like, does this look like a little man to you? Like, to random people? And they're like, no. And she's like, yeah, my friend's an idiot. Like, <laughs> That's funny. And he's, he just really wants that little man. Um, also, in the Guardians 3 trailer, we get the first look at Will Poulter as, what is his name? Adam Warlock? Adam, Adam Warlock. Warlock. And this was teased, and I think, in the post credit scene of Volume 2. 
He's um, been getting tea since Guardians One. Oh, really? Technically, interesting. There's a little like Adam Warlock Easter egg in Guardians One. Oh, I didn't know that. But officially, but I don't really think I too. know any of the like comic lore or background of Adam Warlock. Can either of you all fill me in? Do you know much about Adam Warlock? Either? I know, I know a bit about Adam Warlock. Let's see what you got. Adam Warlock uh, was created like the the people that we see in the second movie. I forget what they're called. All the, the, gold the golden people. people right? yeah. They kind of create him as like the next evolution of their species. Oh, gotcha. And then also at the same time, Adam Warlock in the comics and sometimes the cartoons was kind of a competitor for the Infinity Gauntlet with oh. Thanos. Oh, wow. He yeah. was also, I think, the wielder of the Soul Stone instead of Is Vision he, like, connected the to the Guardians in the... Con- like, is he a Guardian vi- Guardians villain, or are they kind of well, pulling he's from not other really content? A villain. Like- yeah, he's just oh. kind of, like, does it... He's not, a, he's not a hero, he's not a villain, he just is a higher being who does whatever he wants. Oh, Black Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like Black Adam. <laughs> and that's when he has the Black Adam shot yeah. in this trailer where yeah, his face is in the camera yeah. as he falls down. Because he just is kind of, like, always on a... Always th- he just doesn't care about yeah, right. like the small things that the heroes usually deal with. I just I feel like maybe it was just the tone of that like uh, post credit scene that he's like introduced. It's like they were engineering him to like go after the guardians or something. I think I feel maybe like. in this he may be a direct. Enemy but maybe to it's them. more of like an adversary, but not a villain per se. Yeah. You know what I mean? This he's someone that they have to deal with, but not like the main antagonist of the story. And, um, what's it called? Especially with the guardians things, the movies you can't really think about like how does this relate to the comics because. James Gunn kind of chose this team of the Guardians of the Galaxy because people didn't really know this team, yeah. so he could kind of do whatever he wants with them. So a Call lot of the, a little bit. like, yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be like a direct comic yeah. adaptation, but I just needed to know like if there was any insight that we needed to know about this character before this movie. I think the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are like the least like you can rely on the comic source material the right. least amount for those, especially I think I think the High Evolutionary like is not related to the Guardians of the Galaxy oh, at interesting. all. But he's mm-hmm. the villain for this franchise. That's cool, though. And I mean, I think James Gunn does a really good job of making some of the stuff that from the comics that might even feel a little out there, like, super accessible and, like, really oh, explains totally. it for, like, a general audience. And, like, like you said, like, even the Guardians of the Galaxy in general, like, felt like maybe a hard sell for Marvel at that point in time. But he made it as, like, and it's one of the most beloved and, like, endearing initial films, I think, because, like, those characters are so made so accessible. Well, I mean, uh, you can go to anybody's mom, and they'll know who Groot is. Yeah, totally. Like, you could not do that before 2014. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> it passed the mom test. Um, but, okay, we can ask Tyler's question. Who's your favorite guardian, Ian? Um, I like the first movie, Groot, the best. Oh, okay. I liked second movie. Well, he's movie. dead, I like so. He is dead. He is dead. And ba- I liked baby Groot. I don't know if I like bulked up Groot. It's just it's hard for oh, my yeah. eyes to get used to that he's just yoked because <laughs> he's a tree. Is he bricked up? Okay. But I I think maybe he'll still be my favorite. All right. In, in a close second. Did you watch the little Drax. Groot shorts? I watched a couple close? of them. Yes. Groot doesn't wear shorts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Drax might be my favorite. Um, least favorite, obviously Star Lord. It's Chris Okay, Pratt. I really liked Star-Lord in the first movie, but like now it feels like a little tainted. I don't know. Um, I'm always, like I said, I mentioned Drax as like just a very charming character. I think everything he does is very funny and very great. Um, but in my heart of hearts, I'm a Rocket Raccoon stan mm. through and through. Mm. It's just, that there character are... is so fun. There's so much like amazing humor that comes from him and also some like really deep dramatic shit that's built built into that character that i just like he's such a fascinating character to like observe i think 
there are definitely like some of the times I've like cried in a Marvel movie revolve around Rocket. So oh yeah, that's fair for uh, sure. And he's named after a Beatles song, so like. Well, he's Rocket Raccoon. I know, but not like Rocky. But they named it because of the song Rocky Raccoon from oh, the comics. James That's like, Gunn did that. No, the comic writers. Did oh, cool. When are we gonna see Colonel Mustard or Mean Mister Mustard? I know, I know. Where's Polly P. Pam? Pam? Bring them all in. <laughs> the whole Beatles, <laughs> the Beatles, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Honestly, James Gunn Octopus, can sell me on it. They all in the yellow submarine in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with Lucy. That's right. And diamonds. Any other final thoughts on Guardians of the oh. Galaxy Volume 3? Who's going to die? Um, Rocket. Sad face, but 50... I'm pretty sure it's coming. I don't know. I think it's either going to be Rocket or Drax. I think it's Drax. Drax is definitely... I think there could be multiple deaths. I wouldn't be surprised if Rocket and Drax... Drax is either going to die or by the end of the movie, there's going to be some really big reason why he's just never going to show up again. Because, because Dave Bautista said he won't said, exactly. yeah. He's not interested in it. I feel like it. Drax is... I don't think they would kill him off for that, but, but yeah. I think they would give him give Drax a character reason why he wouldn't be showing up anymore. Yeah. Or they, they could kill him off, but... Yeah. I mean, I don't even I know. Feel like James, I feel like I everyone's th- really up for grabs because no one, like, die, yeah. really... Exactly. I think the only one who's going to survive might be Groot. Mm, and then, but like nobody in, can understand him anymore. They can't like, kill Groot again. Invert it from like the first movie. Oh dang, that'd be wild. And he's got to find a new team. He goes, "I am Groot." I mean, and he's like reaching out to Korg, and Korg's like, mm, "Not Groot." Korg's on Earth, so yeah, be tough for him. <laughs> he can't go to space. I mean, I know. I'd be surprised if the MCU wanted to like cash out on Chris Pratt and Zoe Saldana and be like kill those characters off, but they could. I mean, and I feel like this is another great part is like. I do think James Gunn works very well with the MCU and tying the movies together to the larger franchise. But also, I think because they have such a distinct style, I think they have a lot of trust in James Gunn to do what he thinks is appropriate for these characters. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I have faith that it's not going to feel like cheap whatever result mm-hmm. because they need these characters for another movie. It's going to feel like it's earned yeah. based on, like, do you think all the characters' arcs. They could kill Gamora again. They just killed her. I was about to say, I think, I don't think, I think she's okay. I think Gamora Groot. And Raglan are all untouchable. Craglin? Craglin. Because he's kind of a Yondu replacement. Yeah. Can't, they can't kill Plus, that's because his brother. They all, they all technically James is going to have a hard time doing yeah. that. Well, he might. Because maybe he's like, I want you to come over and be in DC in the GC world. Yeah. You can be Weasel forever. You can double. You can double team. He's, he's, he's in he is, the Suicide Squad. He's, he's Weasel. I know. And he should continue to be Weasel for the rest of the He's going to be in that anime. Well, speaking weasel of the Suicide Squad, apparently Danielle Melchior, who is Rat, Catcher, Rat yes. Catcher, Rat two. Catcher two, two is has an undisclosed role in Guardians Volume Three. Whoa! Well, likes cool. Rat Catcher Three, and she's also going to be in a movie we're talking about later today. Isn't, and then the main bad guy is from Peacemaker. I didn't watch Peacemaker. Okay, I was I the only one that watched Peacemaker. I didn't watch the show. There was a there's one of the when one of the main characters in Peacemaker. That helped out John Cena mm-hmm. in the show is the main villain of Guardians. Oh, oh, so wow. James Gunn really likes reusing. He likes actors. to yeah. He, he, he likes to build strong bonds and he likes sure. bringing them yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe they could kill Nebula. We didn't talk about that. I feel like yeah. she yeah. I feel like she deserves a death. to continue growing. Nebula yeah. Well, and Nebula also. I feel like this is the movie to make it happen. Where like she's kind of antagonistic. Now she's part of the team, but mm-hmm. begrudgingly. And then it's like perfect setup for like a sacrifice. self-sacrifice yeah. to help save the yeah. team because I've like seen mm-hmm. and that's why what this is important. Awakens you know? Gamora going, oh, I guess this is a team worth fighting for. Yeah. Yeah. My own okay, sister. We're right in the movie. James Gunn, get <laughs> the crew together for some reshoots. 
Unless that's already in the movie. We don't know. <laughs> Here, I'll write all of Groot's dialogue. Perfect. <laughs> Who wants the other well, did characters? you know that apparently, like, in the script, it has what Groot is, like, supposed to be saying? Like, he actually script? gets to yeah. see what he's really yeah. when he says, like, I, uh, really, I have um, heard that, yes. Like, in the original Star Wars with Chewbacca. With Chewie, yeah. Have mm. you seen these clips? Where, <laughs> There's like, clips of them on set, like, Peter Mayhew was saying the lines underneath the costume. <laughs> it's very and, funny. But then they just, like, go over and redub it with a <laughs> roar! And they, like, edit the movie. <laughs> What if that's what they do? Vin Diesel's just on set and they just turn him into a CGI Dude, man. I don't know if Vin Diesel's ever on the set. Has Vin Diesel ever been I think Vin Diesel spends 15 minutes yeah. in his kitchen with a voice memo going, I am Groot. I am Groot. And that's like the extent of his involvement. Do you think he records any more lines or do you think he did it all in the first <laughs> no, movie? I think like, there's we're enough, done using him from the No, there's movie. enough emotional like variance in the different ways that he has to say it. I think he has to record it for each movie, but I don't think movie, it takes I him that long. I think they give him a few I am Groot's to say and then they just reuse some old <laughs> they ones. They're like, like, hey, we need some, some different They've got like a Groot's. soundboard building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James Gunn just has like an iPad on set. <laughs> I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. But what about when he was like angsty teenager Groot? And you go, That's why they, they brought him back in for some of those. But well, they just they, they just changed that and like this the audio programming. Yeah, it's just the, pitched up. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. Of course. All right. Well, I'm definitely going to be in theaters as soon as possible for Guardians Volume Three. Can't wait for this one. Yeah. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. We are Groot. We Groot. are Groot. 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 Also on today's episode, we got to talk about. The Super Mario Bros. movie. What do you think? Should we do it now? Sure. Great. Let's go. <laughs> Let's Let's go. go. That's what I was waiting for you to say. <laughs> oh, I got Come there on. eventually. Uh, Mamma this, Mia. This film is being directed by Aaron Horvath and Michael Jelinek, who have done a lot of stuff like Cartoon Network, and they recently had a directorial debut for Teen Titans Go! to the movies. Oh, that movie's fun. Did you see that movie? I did not, but I heard it was very funny. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. But, it's fun. you know... I- they kill Batman's. Parents. I haven't seen anything that they've done that was bad either, so I have n- I have no reason well, to not trust them. Okay, yeah, they they kill Batman's parents because they like. Okay, I've seen the clip. They 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 have rid of all to. the superheroes and then they throw Batman's parents into an alley to die so that he's Batman. Yeah, because uh, they like went back in time to like make sure that nobody became a superhero, so, so Robin would be, be the heroes. superhero. Yeah, because he wanted a superhero movie. That's the whole point of the movie. Um, and. Like, but then they find out that's bad, so they have to make Batman Batman again. So they have to like go back in time to kill Batman's parents, so he becomes so they Batman. Put, they they put some horrible. extra pearls on the mom's neck and just push him in the alley. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then there's some flashes. It's bad. <laughs> but Mario, the Super Mario Bros. movie though is coming out on April seventh, and this one stars Chris Pratt. Oh, we just talked about him, as well as Anya Taylor Joy, Charlie Day, Jack Black, Keegan Michael Key, and Seth Rogen. Ian, without... Well, well, Fred Armisen, too. Oh, Fred Armisen's also in there, yeah. yeah. Um, Ian, without... Like, I don't know if you know this or not. Could Can you assign each of these actors to the role that they'll be voicing in this movie? Or do you movie? know? I th- think I know. So Chris Pratt is... Chris Pratt's Mario, we know Anya that. Anya Taylor-Joy is... Peach. Charlie Day. Luigi. Jack Black. That's Bowser. Keegan-Michael Key. Toad. Seth Rogen. Donkey Kong. And Fred Armisen. Cranky Kong? You yeah. got him all right. Well it done. Um, honestly, my biggest takeaway from this, the trailer makes the movie look pretty decent, but I am like most stoked because of this voice cast. Other than Chris Pratt, like the inner definitely meme is maybe a questionable choice. Like sure. They want a kind of beloved person that makes a lot of money in their movies. Fine. 
but like Undertale Joyce Peach inspired. Charlie Day as Luigi inspired. Jack Black as Bowser, literally the Perfect. only option. It's the Perfect. only one acceptable. Kika Michael Key as Toad, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I mean, almost all of these like line up just so well that I'm like, man, it feels really good. I don't know. I think uh, another highlight from like just this trailer and things like that is just how good it looks. Like it's Illumination Studios who like oh you mean like the animation, yeah, call? the animation? Oh yeah, the animation looks amazing. And it just looks like it is the Mario world, you know? What totally. I mean? It's uh, not yeah. like the characters like look a little different, but that's just like that's know, gonna happen when you go happen. from two well, to three. And especially for a franchise like games. Mario that has like gone through so many evolutions of like from eight bit through like all these There's different like qualities of, these of games. Like it just looks like this is like at this point in time in computer animation like. This is the best rendition and creation of the Mario universe, like that they could make. Like it looks so, the colors and all, of, like everything, like looks super on point for like what you would expect this world to look like if you were transported into like the Mario universe. Yeah, um, which it looks like Mario and Luigi do get transported yeah. into the Mario universe. People forget Mario's an isekai. He's taken from his universe and thrown into another one. Uh, what did you just say? It's a Japanese term for when a main character uh, gets taken to another world. Isekai. Okay. It's a common trope in anime. Wow, I didn't know you were such a weeaboo. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you for defining it, I study Ian. literature. That's why I could define it. Thank you, Professor Ian. No problem. But Mario is the original isekai. Okay. That's what we gotta remember. And the plumbing singing video, very good. Very so funny. Mario goes from from Brooklyn to Mushroom Kingdom. I'm having you explain because you go. We got cut off. Oh, I well, didn't know no. what word you were using. Sorry. <laughs> Mario goes from Brooklyn to Mushroom Kingdom somehow, and he's got to save the universe from King Koopa himself, Bowser. But at one point, he's got to fight Donkey Kong and race go karts. I love that they brought like the Mario Kart like Rainbow Road aesthetic mm. to this, like. I was like, this should be just basically a Fast and Furious movie, but it's Mario Kart. Wow. Um, I yeah, it looks super great. Um, I love the actual like, like the first trailer that came out that barely even talks about Mario, and it's like Bowser's showdown with the penguins. I think is That's like really, really fucking funny. Um, so I can't I can't wait. I think the humor seems like it's gonna be on point. Um, the animation looks on point, and yeah, I'm excited for this one. Me too. I I mean, there's not much to say about this other than it looks good and i'm excited um what is your guys's familiarity with like the mario universe like the mario games like you big mario heads because i'm a big mario head uh, i would say i'm a medium mario head okay me and my younger brother used to play on the wii new super mario bros wii or yes. mario galaxy a little uh, pretty much all of them galaxy 2 not galaxy 2 that was that, i didn't play that one mario kart wii yes uh, Mario Power Tennis, but new power controls because it was originally no. on the GameCube and they ported it to the Wii. No, I don't know that one. <laughs> what about Super Strikers? You can keep saying names. That's the soccer one. I've only done the basic ones. Have you played any Mario sports? Played Mario Tennis and Mario Golf. Those are good ones. Tennis Aces on the Switch? No. That's a good... It's alright. <laughs> I've definitely played some Mario games. Like, you know, like the OG, like, jump, hit the blocks, go to the, oh, the Super flag. Mario but Bros. I don't know, like, I mean, probably, like, more arcade style, or I don't know, like, how like the I played one? that. Yeah. And then I've played, like, more recently, like, Love Me Some Mario Party, Love Me Some Mario Golf, oh, Mario Love Party, Me Some Mario, Mario Kart. Um, but those feel like more just, like, video games that happen to have Mario characters in them than, mm -hmm. like, games that build the 
story of the Mario There's universe. There's no story of the Mario universe. I well, can it tell seems you like this. you think there is at some point. <laughs> it's I've... just always princess abducted, save the princess, destroy castles. But unless so, do you, do you think that is like good for the movie or bad for the movie that there's not like an established storyline? I think it's good. Okay, because they can kind of do whatever the fuck exactly. they want. Freedom. Yeah. There is, like, somewhat of an established storyline if you go into, like, the Mario and Luigi RPG games. Yeah. But I haven't played those. What about, like, Mario Sunshine or, like, Mar- like are those movies... Those are just 3D are those Mario games, games just, like... What are they? Those stories are just detached. So, okay. Uh, starting with... Super- okay, so there's the Super Mario Bros. games... And it was always, like, go from left side of the screen to the right side of the screen right. into the level. Sometimes you gotta, like, jump on top of a monster. But as the games evolved, like, as gaming evolved, the games had to evolve themselves. Starting with, like, Super Mario 64, where, like, instead of going left to right, you could, like, go all the way around 360, mm. like, in a, a universe by itself. And then Super Mario Sunshine is, like, the spiritual successor to 64, where they add like mobility you have like this jetpack thing that is filled with water and you can like go up with it like move up and down um while that one also introduces bowser jr Mm. uh who's not in this trailer at all so but the koopalings are who at once were thought to be bowser's kids but now they're just like his nephews or something i don't know it's the canon's not clear um (laughs) they didn't like include the genealogy tree and like like and no one knows who Mrs. Inside. Bowser is, <laughs> but there is a Bowser Jr. <laughs> and then, like, there's somewhat of a story in the space one in Super Mario Galaxy, but that's not to do with Mario. It's to do with Rosalina, the space goddess. Mm. Um, and then Super Mario Odyssey, Bowser kidnaps Peach because he wants to marry her, and they have, like, a little wedding, and it's funny. And then the hat gets a character of its own. His name is Cappy. Okay, I Mario's feel like we're going too deep into this. Sentient. I'm gonna pull us out of the rabbit hole a little because bit because he's from Capland. But I am excited to see. I think there's so much like l- so many little details from the various installments of Mario that like I'm sure this movie will be filled with like Easter eggs and little nods to like other like mini games that exist in Mario Party or whatever. Like I think it'd be Ooh. cool to see like some little nods to like how expansive this universe of games is. But I am excited for it to be condensed a little bit into like a more straightforward storyline about these characters. It is interesting that they included Cranky Kong because he's kind of a deep cut character. Yeah, Cranky Kong was the original Donkey Kong oh. in the Donkey Kong arcade game. That's Cranky. Yeah, that's Cranky. But the one who's like he's called DK. Yeah, because he grew he grew up and got old. Donkey Kong more of a title. Donkey Kong, the one we know, the Seth Rogen one. His name is Donkey Kong Junior. There's a game called Donkey Kong Junior. So this is Donkey Kong Junior, and then as original donkey kong got older and older he just got crankier and crankier wow mm-hmm. so he's like he's like grampy kong he's yeah cr- yeah he kind of is he like at the <laughs> beginning of donkey kong country he's there like playing a little record like, like he has to crank like wow. one of those old phonographs because he's so old that makes sense mm-hmm. wow well any final thoughts on super mario bros the movie i just i'm i didn't see my boys wario or waluigi i know i'm kind of thinking upset. they're holding out on us a little bit they are and no bowser jr waluigi but... would be a marvel level end credit scene wait i know <gasps> oh that's my what God. i'm saying it's like shadow and they're Dark gonna King. do yes. it for sure i know they will they're saying a, a purple they're holding arm out for and the a yellow sequel. arm like grab they, like, high five a, yeah, they high <laughs> you see two a, a well, long arm and a short and stubby arm high five it's their first introduction was in Mario Tennis, so you just see them picking up tennis rackets. 
Second movie. Out of frame. Second movie is a tennis tournament. They said, to save if the go world. kart racing can't solve this, <laughs> tennis will. <laughs> second movie is just like a tennis drama. Yep, the oh, second movie is a tennis tournament to save the world. Incredible. Also, no Daisy. No Daisy. Poor yeah. Luigi yet again gets nothing. But also, Waluigi loves Daisy. Maybe well, that'll also be battle. that'll also be the reveal. Is like Peach at the end of the movie is like we have to go save my sister, and then oh. they go in and she's well, being. They're not. Whoa! 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 Peach Waluigi doesn't do that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but uh, it does make they're not related. Um, Daisy and Peach. They're just oh, separate princesses shoot. from separate like kingdoms. My Cause, friend. Because Daisy is from Sarah Sarah Land. Who's from the Mario, Super Mario Land Game Boy games? Are you also concerned how much he knows about this? I am it? a little bit okay, concerned. Okay, I'm good to know. <laughs> you gotta know this stuff, guys. You really don't. I feel like if, gonna... if I need to know this to watch the movie, I'm kind of out of it. I don't know if I'm gonna get there. Um, but yeah. Did you guys know that Super Mario 2 is called Super Mario USA in Japan? Because they had a different version of Super mm. Mario 2. So do you think they're gonna include any Doki Doki Panic references? Because that's what I don't even fucking know, know what, you're what that means. <laughs> I, I literally don't know what that means. I know what, I think I know what Doki Doki means. That's like Okie Doki. No, Doki Doki is like heartbeat sounds. Uh, like Lub Dub. Kind of, yeah. But I Doki so. Doki Panic was this game in Japan, and when they were making Super Mario Two, the like Nintendo of America said Super Mario Two is too hard for American audiences. Just reskin Doki Doki Panic. Like with Mario characters, and we'll sell that as Super Mario Bros. Two in the USA. Wow, and that's why that game is that's all. Fucked up they dream. don't believe in us. <laughs> but that's the first game that introduced Shy Guy and Birdo. Mm, mm. I like Shy Guy. Love Birdo and Wart. I like to play as Shy Guy on Mario Party. Dude, Birdo's cool. Big Birdo fan. When they like throw the eggs out of their mouth. Wow. Okay, last question about Mario. How do you all feel about Chris Pratt's Mario voice? Of it's course, bad. we've got some <laughs> iconic line reads with his "It's a me" and. Mario Mushroom Kingdom, here we come, and it—that's and kind of actually how he says it. I feel like I just nailed that here impression. Here we come. Um, I hate it. I think it's fine, but it doesn't sound like Mario. But I don't know if I—I I don't know if I would like it more if he okay. did like a really Charles thick, Marnette, terrible the voice of Mario, is in this Hi, movie actor. somewhere. Accent. Oh yeah. They, they, they could have just got him to do it. I know. I well, even if they were looking for like, oh, we need a big name actor for our Mario. I feel like there were other options. I feel like you could get a bi- like a big name that still kind of like is in line with like the Charlie Days, Jack Blacks, King Michael Keys of the world. Like Chris Pratt feels like he comes from such a different like stock of like A list. It's like Chris Evans is Lightyear again. Like I'm like, why does it have to be some dude? Like they could it could have been like an Ike Barinholtz or like a, you know like mm. that kind of vibe where it's like somebody that's known in this like comedy realm. Like it's okay that. Doesn't need to be like some handsome A list actor because their face isn't even on the fucking Give me screen. Will Arnett. Yeah, someone Chris like Pratt. that could like I mean Will Arnett nails Lego Batman. Right. So Oh, he's already a famous animated. Yeah, kid. I don't think it'll kill the movie for me, but Exactly. That's kinda how I, I feel about it. I've seen so far, I, I feel like they could have done a bolder choice. I feel like they played it really safe trying to just get like a recognizable. He's definitely A-lister. the least excited and I'm least excited 100%. for his performance. But I guess it may kinda of makes sense because like you think about it, you're going to Mario Kart. You're looking at the character select screen. No one's picking Mario. He's the least exactly. exciting part exactly. of any Mario game. No, you're invested in the side characters for sure. Right. Super Mario Odyssey. I don't care about Mario. I care about Cappy, the hat. Back to Cappy. Here we go. Okay, Give let's up on Cappy. let's move on for the sake of sparing us for more Cappy talk. Um, Cappy's cool. He's got a capture <laughs> technique. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> 
Ian, we'd love to invite you to play a game with us for the next segment on today's episode. How do you feel about that? I feel prepared, as always. Ian, what are you prepared? It's all about Mario trivia. (laughs) Definitely not. It's not. It's not. (laughs) Ian, how do you feel on scale 1 to 10 about, like, movie quotes? Do you feel like you can, like, drop a movie quote in conversation? Do you think you pick up on them? Or is it a little bit, you gotta work through it a little bit? I gotta work through it. All right. Like, do you know you complete me? No. Mm. Have you, do you know you complete me? I mean, I know it's an iconic movie quote, but I don't know if I could name the movie. It's, uh, the Tom Cruise movie. Oh, the Jerry, Jerry Maguire? Maguire, right? Yeah. yeah. I haven't I, seen it. See, my Jerry, Maguire, my Jerry Maguire quote would be, show me the money. Oh, so, I've never seen show me the money. But that goes to the point of the game, which is the movie quote guessing game. We're going to send one of us three out of the room. Uh, each of us will take a turn outside the room. And the other two, while you're gone, will decide on a movie. And we'll each pick a quote that we think the other person will guess when we give them that movie. It's like an iconic quote from Jerry Maguire. You complete Brian me. picks, you complete me, I pick, show me the money. We bring Ian back, we say, Ian, the movie's Jerry Maguire, and you gotta say, show me the money. Or whatever quote comes to your head, and one of us could win if we pick the right quote, or you might just come up with your own separate third quote that you think is iconic from that movie. And then we all lose. There's no winners or losers, it's all just part of the game. It's all just part of the experience. Any questions, or are we ready to play? I think we're ready. Uh, if you ready. want, I can be the first person to leave. Okay, Ryan, goodbye. Audi, goodbye, Ryan. Ryan's gone. Mm-hmm. What movie do we want to pick? Um, I was thinking a very quotable, iconic movie, Mean Girls. Yeah, we can do Mean Girls. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, Ian, what's your quote? You, you go first, because you probably know more. Okay, there's so many iconic quotes from Mean Girls, but I think I'm going to have to pick four for you, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick uh, my favorite quote in the whole entire movie. Uh, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. That's very good. It's iconic. Ryan, you can re-enter. Okay, Ryan. The iconic movie that we're asking you to quote is Mean Girls. Mean Girls? Um, you go, Glenn Coco. That was my quote. I, I was, said four I for you, quote. Glenn Coco. You go, Glenn Coco. Let's go. What was your quote, Ian? I'm... Ian chose, I'm not a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. Yes. Which is also iconic. I, I was not going to think of that one, but I almost thought of, uh, she doesn't even go here. What about your mom's chest hair? There's so here. many good ones. I almost thought of, you can't just ask people why they're not black. <laughs> No. Oh, yes. <laughs> why they're white, but basically... I don't know why they... they're not black. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Um, well, I guess me and Tyler won that round. There's no winners. It's just I, a I game. I definitely lost. But I definitely won. Okay. <laughs> that means you gotta go Am I going next? Room. Okay, farewell, my friends. You have a you have a movie idea? What about Toy Story? Yeah, the first one. Is this how quiet you guys were talking before? Kind of. We gotta get close. close. Yeah. Whisper, whisper. (laughs) Okay. Do you have a quote? I'm gonna gonna do. I'm gonna also uh, defer to you and let you pick first, so that we don't pick the same thing by accident. I'm gonna say. We're not aiming for the truck. Like when they're flying and they pass a moving truck. That's a good one. I'm just gonna go for the classic. You're a toy. You are a toy. Toy. That's a good one. I thought of that one too. Both great lines. Tyler, are you done pissing? All right, wash your hands and get so, out here. So vulgar. 
this is rated oh. E for explicit. All right. Okay, I'm back. All right. Um, Tyler, the movie we would like you to bring a great quote from is Toy Story. The original? Yeah, the 1995. Original. Easy. We're not aiming for the truck. That's oh exactly what I said. Hell yeah! <laughs> we want to get... You went for like the more classic line that I thought you might have think of was "You are a toy." I, well, yes, there's many iconic, but many I iconic. can't think of Toy Story without thinking of "We're not aiming for the truck." But maybe that's because it's been because of the meme. very questionably. What about the? I almost said there's a snake in my. Boot. Yeah, you could have the Reach cat for the sky. Or, my name or is Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> the one that I would also go with is that's not flying, that's falling with, with style. style. Yeah, iconic left to right. But we're not aiming for the truck. I lose again. Ian, there are no winners and losers. But we definitely won. Um, Ian, bye. (laughs) Goodbye. Okay. You got a movie idea? Well, hello. Yeah. Time to decide on what's a movie that we think Ian can pull a quote from. Um, What if we choose Avengers Endgame? Okay. We could do Avengers Endgame. I, I can only think of like one famous quote from that movie. Okay, what if we? Well, I guess I can think of two, but the Avengers, the first one. Don't, I think we're gonna do Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, I think that'd be Endgame. Can you think of any other quote besides "On your left"? I got one. What do you got? I don't even know who you are. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll take "On your left." Okay. I think I don't even know who you are. Great. But I guess "On your left" is like really a Winter Soldier quote, but it's, but it's a, a callback. Cool. Yeah. Okay. You can also like. Till we start calling the guy Squidward. Oh, or you can go I. Oh, Squidward's in Infinity War. Oh, that's Infinity War. We can go I am Iron Man. Or yeah. Iron Man number one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there He's got ones. choices. Okay. But I'm so going, I don't even know who you are. I want to say on your left. Okay, perfect. Ian, come back. Come back to us, sweet prince. Ian, welcome back. Thank All you. Right, thank you. Back. The movie that you must pull a fabulous quote from is 2019's Avengers Endgame. Oh, man. At first, oh, I thought there weren't that many, but then we started talking about it, and it's like, oh, there's a couple. Um, you can roast me if this isn't in that movie, but I believe uh, when everyone gets unsnapped, Sam says, on your left, to Captain America. That is what he says, and that was the quote I said. That was oh my goodness. Goodness. <laughs> On your left. Of course, Ian, the quote I chose was the iconic quote from Thanos, I don't even know who you are. That is a good one. We also Thank thought you. of some other good ones, like... I am inevitable, or mm-hmm. I, I am Iron, Iron Man. Man. I am Iron Man, dude. Yeah, I just in the moment. Or you I could choose the terrible throwaway line when Rhodey calls Ant Man regular sized man, <laughs> which is Classic. not a funny joke. <laughs> what? What? Or when Hulk says, "I see this as a complete success." <laughs> instead of instead of pushing him through time, you push time through him. <laughs> I don't. Someone peed Get my it? pants, but I don't know if it was old me or baby me <laughs> or regular me. Iconic. Iconic. Let's see other good it's like, quotes. I was made for this. <laughs> That's a good whole line. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think those are all. The... Let's just say the whole movie out loud right now, ready from the beginning credits. Oh, um, <laughs> what's he say? I I went for the head when he cuts Thanos' oh, head yeah. off. You could have quoted the text on screen that says five years later. You're right. No, you couldn't have. <laughs> I wouldn't have counted that. Legendary. Five years later. Or I feel great, Mister Stark. Because it's a callback that mm. I don't feel uh, so good. Or when Mr. the kids Stark. ask uh, the Hulk, 
for a picture. Oh, and he goes, you want one with me? Oh, oh Ant-Man. Hulk dabbing. Oh, Hulk dabbing. Hulk dabbing. It said Hulk or, It's Noob Master 69 oh, on Fortnite. No, that's, that's Love love and Thunder. No, that's, in, that's oh, Endgame. Oh, that's Endgame? Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, you're right. When they come to get Thor. I messed up my terrible Thor moments. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what do we think of Fat Thor? <laughs> Endgame talk? Nah. Game over. Uh, thanks for playing. Ian, um, thank you, thank you. we all got, we all guessed quotes we right. Guess yeah, well we did. It. No one came up with a quote that was like way out of left field. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah, that was great. Well done, Ian. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Even if you had to Google Mean Girls quote. I did. One minute. <laughs> I just thought of, okay, we did Toy Story, but there's a quote I use in my actual life with my family. Whenever I'm doing a project and I need more tape. You guys know the Toy Story quote about tape? No. Buzz goes, where's that bonding strip? And another little toy goes, Mr. Lightyear needs more tape. <laughs> so every once in a while I'll go, Mr. Lightyear needs more tape. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. Incredibly deep cut. Deep Ryan. Excruciating more. as always. Thank you. <laughs> where's that bonding strip? I'm just trying to bring myself to the podcast. I appreciate it, Ryan. Your vulnerability <laughs> is unmatched. Um, speaking of vulnerability, let's talk about the movie Renfield. Oh, he gets really vulnerable. In yeah, he's going to the support group. It, it counts. Um, I'm going to count that as a good transition. Classic uh, segue. <laughs> this movie is being directed by Chris McKay, who's done two very interesting and different movies. Uh, he's directed the Lego Batman movie, as well as the Tomorrow War. Wait, he's not the Don't Look Up guy? And the no, vice guy? no, 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 different McKay. That's Adam McKay. This oh, is Chris McKay. Okay, two different. McKays. I don't know if there's a relation. Um, which one did Anchorman? Adam McKay. That's the other guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Not this guy. <laughs> I got Sorry. confused. Uh, this movie's coming out on April 14th and stars two Nicks, Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage, as well as Aquafina, Ben Schwartz, and Guy Thorat. A shout out to my boy Brandon Scott Jones for his incredible performance just in this trailer. Don't know how big of a role he is in the actual movie. He was like eighth down on the bullet point cast list, but I had to include him here because he's a pivotal in the trailer and very, very funny. Um, Redfield is a modern day comedy about Dracula, the vampire's like human assistant, but he's also kind of not human because he has some like supernatural abilities somehow. He's familiar. Yeah, he's a familiar who like goes out and gets like people for dracula to eat uh but he like has this awakening that he's like i don't want to do this anymore i think that i'm in a toxic relationship and the, the trailer kind of follows him going to the support group to complain about his boss who of course everybody in this human support group thinks is just like you know a toxic narcissist and uh who nicholas holtz renfield knows is you know the dark lord dracula um so <laughs> and they there's an evolving i don't know there's some kind of like mafia violence involved nicholas holt saves aquafina from getting murdered who's like aquafina. a traffic cop cop and uh and then i guess they try to like take down dracula together i'm assuming i don't really know but chaos ensues and i'm here for it i'm here for the kind of comedy that's in this trailer i'm here for nicholas cage playing dracula which i think is hilarious and he looks fucking awesome um and yeah i think this is going to be a good spooky comedy um with some kind of looks like it might get a little gory too which i can appreciate uh, Ian, what's your familiarity with uh, Dracula lore? Oh my god. Um, Why does every fucking movie that we're talking about today have lore? <laughs> Just wait um, till we get to the next movie. I know, that's what I'm thinking about. 
when I was going to um, one of my freshman year college courses, I was forced to buy a book my teacher wrote in which he talked about the intricacies of Dracula. Don't you hate it when teachers make you buy their own book? Yes. That's It's not very cool. It's um, not very cash But I guess I know a little bit about Dracula lore. Yeah. I, will not, I refuse to discuss any of it on this podcast. Okay. I don't, I've never heard of Renfield before. Have either of you? Oh, he's a character in the original novel. Yeah. I didn't read the book. Yeah. So we can tell I didn't do good in that class because I didn't know who Renfield was. So Tyler, what do you know about Dracula lore? He seems to know the most. I know he's a character in the original novel. Okay. Is he like... Does he have this kind of role yeah. of like, yeah, he's like, like the, his little Igor, like the, assist- the little man yeah, exactly. servant? Okay, so it's not a made-up character. That was no. my main question. No, <laughs> um, it's not a made-up character. Okay, but no. I think the idea of like embedding this character in like a modern context instead of him being just like mm-hmm. a henchman in you know the nineteenth century, like doing the count's bidding. Like he's been like doing this since the nineteenth century. So does that mean like realizing Aquafina is the Van Helsing? Maybe, but it's not like I don't think she's like a professional vampire hunter. Yeah, but she's a professional cop yeah which is like hunting vampires that's a really is it? bad comparison if the disenfranchised are vampires okay <laughs> sure <laughs> um but i don't know i think this movie looks like a lot of fun i think nick cage and nicholas holt are like two actors at the top of their game doing their best and i think this movie will showcase their best what do you think ian um i think it's we're in the generation of Nicolas Cage, man. He uh, the second generation. He, the second it's generation. Nicolas Cage Renaissance. He, he took some break, but now we're back in his Renaissance. He knows what roles he needs to play, and he's getting them. And it's he's true. perfect every time. And all his recent roles are so different too. Yeah, like he's very he's diversifying the portfolio. Like Mandy to Pig to yeah. Unbearable Weight of Mass Talent to this. It's like yeah, such an interesting arc. And then you go back a little bit ago, and you go into the gross Nick Cage movies, and he did the Left Behind remake. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm still not sure about that. Me neither, Siri. Same girl. (laughs) I'm not sure about that Left Behind movie either. Um, But yeah, I don't know what else more we can say about it. It looks like a lot of fun. All I know, I'm very interested to see what Ben Schwartz's role is in this movie. He tweeted out the trailer like, I'm so excited to be in this movie. And then he's like, not in the trailer. So I'm like, where the fuck are you, Ben? And I mean, YouTube, no. I love Ben Schwartz. We love Ben Schwartz. We've all seen Ben Schwartz live. Multiple times. But... Or Ben Schwartz's head. got to know what his character is going to bring to this movie. I'm, I'm excited for him to be a part of it as well. But I am a really big fan of also Nicholas Holt's uh, performance in this trailer so far, what we've seen of it. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm going to shout out Brandon Scott Jones in this trailer as a support group leader. Um, I know the other two movies we've talked about are also kind of comedies, but I'm going to go ahead and ask, what's your favorite joke in this trailer? Because mine is that incredible monologue that, or I guess it's not really a monologue, but the line reading of like, when Brand Scott Jones asks what will happen if you don't do his bidding and Nicholas Holt says he won't grant a full power and he goes, what? Yes, he won't grant a full power. That's so weird. Why would you phrase it like that? <laughs> it is like a perfect line reading. It's just incredible. I laugh every time. Yes. Ian, what's your favorite uh, joke in this trailer? Uh, I like just after the joke that you really like when Dracula breaks into the room and just starts flying in the <laughs> yeah. air uh, and everyone's just kind of cowering. <laughs> I, I really like that yeah, scene. It makes me laugh. I think uh, it's funny when uh, Nicholas Holt like goes and like takes down all the mobsters, and Aquafina's like, "Did you just slice that guy's head off with, <laughs> that a, guy with platter? a platter?" And he's like, "It's all in the wrist," or something like that. Yeah. Like it's not hard to do. It's like uh, when Spider Man jumps over the car, and he's like, "Eat yeah. your green vegetables." <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm also curious about this, like, how does Nicholas Holt become, like, a superhuman by, like, eating a spider or something? I'm curious to see what that... What, I, don't... I think maybe it's, like, the blood of the spider. Like, yeah. he doesn't... He needs he's, like, part blood to vampire. Activate yeah, he's probably... Mm. He needs blood to activate it, but refuses to oh, take blood from humans. human. Interesting. Mm, that's possible. Yeah. Uh, so this movie is, like, kind of rebooting, like, universal monster movies again. Like even though we, they were all like became like black comedies instead we, of like we just had it with like the Invisible Woman or the Invisible Man, Man, right? Yeah, like but that's not really that's more of a horror movie. Yes, but, yeah. but like they just rebooted the original Universal Monsters then, and before that we had Tom Cruise the Mummy, right? <laughs> and before that we had Dracula Untold. Did any of you guys see Dracula Untold? I what about not. I Am Frankenstein? I Frankenstein I is Frankenstein. not a Universal picture. Oh, <gasps> brutal. It's like one of those weird. I didn't watch I Frankenstein because I knew it wouldn't be part of the Universal Monsters. <laughs> I call that I am Frankenstein. I don't know Aaron Eckhart was in it. Whatever. They had His Victor time Frankenstein, but that's also not oh, yeah. Universal Monsters. It had Daniel Radcliffe in it. Oh yeah, it looked I interesting. That. I didn't see either of those. Dracula Untold is a bad movie. Guys, don't watch it. I wasn't going. That's to. all I was I trying to but say. But I will watch Renfield because this looks very funny. Yeah, it looks good. Also, The Mummy with Tom Cruise is a bad movie, too. Don't watch that one. Watch The Brendan Fraser Mummy. Okay. Oh, Have you seen it? Always the best. I've Brendan Fraser's Mummy. I have mummy. seen The Brendan Fraser Mummy, Come on. yes. That's good. It's legit. All right, let's get into it. We finally made it here. It's the end of the road. It's the beginning of the end of the road. Fast X, directed by Louis Leterrier. Let- Louis Leterrier. Louis Leterrier. Oh, sorry. Um, he's directed uh, Le Incredible Hulk and uh, Now You See Me. Uh, <laughs> and you know, he's replacing Justin Lin because of some behind the scenes drama of one kind or another. Justin um, Lin needed to get out of there. But Fast Ooh. X is coming out finally on May 19th, um, starring all the regular crew of the Fast and Furious franchise that we've Family. come to know and love. Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris Bridges, Jason Momoa, he's coming in as a, he's newbie. a newbie. He's the main but villain. he's been there the whole time. Then we've got John Cena, former villain-turned-friend. Jason Statham, former villain-turned-friend. Helen Mirren, former villain-turned-friend. She's Jason Statham's mom, so kind of. Uh, Charlize Theron, former villain, maybe turned friend. We don't know from this trailer. There's some body swapping going on. Um, then we got Brie Larson. She's a newbie. She's coming in new. She looks kind of like a badass in this trailer. Not gonna lie. And Rita Moreno, also newbie. Then Diesel's mom, Grandma. Oh, Grandma. She's Abuelita. Abuelita Diesel. What's his name? Toretto. Toretto. I can't. I think Vin Diesel couldn't decide if he was supposed to be Italian or Mexican, so he just called. He's getting Abuelita Toretto out of it. Um, but Rita Moreno, love that she's here. Eighty for Brady Renaissance. Rita Moreno is in the peak of her career. I don't career. think that's where her Renaissance started. <laughs> Did you see West Side Story? Tyler? That's her original. No, the new one. Yeah. Okay, she's fine in it. She's better in Eighty for Brady. Is she really? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I haven't seen so. Eighty for Brady. Um. Okay, Ryan, you're the Fast and Furious expert. Ian, you used to be. You Fast got me into this. Expert. Oh, uh, Fast and Furious expert. What do you want to know? What's going on with this trailer? Why did a movie that started about street racing evolve into, like, these, like, government, like, military-grade shootouts and spy missions? Well, honestly, it's funny you ask, because this movie kind of goes back to the first one where that actually happens. Fast Five. Because Jason Momoa is the son of the villain from Fast Five. Okay, so the first four movies are all about street racing. Not necessarily. Oh. Because <laughs> Fast and Furious 4 is a little different. But the first three are kind of all about street okay. racing. Well, I guess you can say the cops and the FBI have always kind of been involved. Because Paul Walker's character is a cop. But they okay. were just trying to bust the street racing. That's number one. That's what that's all about. Gotcha. And then number two, 
like it's just Paul Walker and he is like trying to like mend his relationship with the government because he like sided with the the street racers at mm. the end of number one. And then number three is about street racing, but it's in Tokyo and none of the same characters are there. Um, <laughs> but then number four, they have to like go, like the family has to, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker have to go undercover to infiltrate like the bad guy, uh, like street racing game. So it's still kind of about street racing. But then number five, the government hires them to do an international heist in Brazil. Um, and Jason. So Manoa, this is like the start of where it went off the rails. But it's also one of the best ones. Wow. It's the first one that Hobbs is in. Uh, what's his name? DJ Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Um, and he's there. And he says the craziest lines like, "I'm hungrier than like the mountain man when there's no flapjacks or something like that." He says weird shit like that all the time. Um, right, Ian, you know what I'm he, saying? He does. <laughs> he does indeed say strange things. <laughs> uh, but apparently. Like, Jason Momoa is the son of the villain from the fifth movie, which they're retconning. And now he's back for revenge. Mm. And that's why, I mean, that's kind of, your you're up to speed, I think. I don't know if you need six. I mean, I did watch Fast 9, which was just... F9. F9, sorry. Which was just kind of an out-of-body experience for me (laughs) in the theater. Um, It's just kind of wild. And I mean, not to say, like, I think there's a lot of, like, pretty incredible stuff that like filmmaking wise that they get to pull off in these movies but the way they try to couple together and also the way that like vin diesel is trying to deliver these movies with like 100 percent sincerity that this is like a family drama there's just some things that don't mix for me i don't know okay so i think the worst of these is like it's not the worst one but the worst one that goes with what you're saying is fate of the furious f8 of the furious because that's the one where vin diesel gets super over serious about it he's like I have to do this from a family. And like where he kind of has a villain turn. Um, because that's the one where it's revealed that he has had a secret child. Um, <laughs> who's now old enough to like be a child actor in this movie. Mm-hmm. Little B. In Fast 10. Um, or Fast X. But yeah. So I think like he realized he went too far. And then F9 like turned up the goofy more. Mm-hmm. Like they went to space. They had a running gag about we can't die. And... I'm curious to see which side of the dial F- the poster X looks like on. it's very serious. It looks the like poster. he's about to fight some werewolves. He's got like a cross <laughs> hanging over his. Well, that's the cross he always wears. Right? I know. It's, it's just iconic. like, yeah, it looks like he's about to but take then, over the world or like save the entire world. I don't know. I think these movies one of the two kind of know exactly what they are, but also their stars maybe don't. And Vin Diesel obviously has the most power in this franchise, and he pushes it to something it isn't. Right. Which kind of like conflicts with what it is. Um. Ian, as someone who watched the first seven movies and then jumped off at the peak, um, what did you think of this trailer? Um, I thought that uh, they have gone to the extremes of everything that I thought was ruining the franchise. So you're one of the original fans who wanted the movies to only be about street racing. Yes, I thought it started getting a little crazy when they were robbing banks. At Fast Five? Well, uh, I don't, I don't think there could never be any, like, action. Well, I'm not saying there can't like, be any action, yeah. but I say... The, when they're the, doing, like, the, military, every, like, yeah, weapons every, grade, every like... Every movie, when they top themselves, they have yeah. to keep going to some newer extreme. Yes. And also the kind of, like, at least this time if in the If they trailer, went to space last movie, where are they going to go this time, exactly. Ian? I don't know. I, have, I think I have Maybe an to the center of the Earth. I think that, okay, this trailer ends, and it's Michelle Rodriguez and, um, what's her name? Shirley Theron. Shirley Theron. And they're in, like, some operating room, and they're like, oh, God, it's you. 
Charlize Theron, Cypher, the villain from the last two movies, and Letty. And I think they're going to try to top themselves with more sci-fi bullshit. I think they're going to try to do some, like, sort of body swap. Oh, you meant that? I meant that. I think that's where they're going. Because I guess it's never as, like, you're Cypher. You're, like, they never, like, they're just like, oh, it's you. Yeah. So I think... Wow. And then they're like, oh, I don't want this. I'm going to beat the other person up and then try to, like, put pose myself off as that person that could be insane like face off yeah i think they faced off <laughs> the fast and furious movie honestly it's true they're kind of getting to the level of like just the ridiculousness of like the height of like 80s action movies like face off or like con air that's like yeah you're getting exactly what you expect out of this like it's yeah. bad shit crazy but it's also like a lot of fun in the theater but what going back to what you were saying he's like a fan of the original movies like the like street racing things i thought they started getting good when they started getting more ridiculous I just think they kind of were turning themselves into like a pseudo mafia. Like they assembled this elite crew oh, to do one job. Oh, it's the Toretto job. crime family for sure. Exactly. Well, they but always they, have but, been. But in, they try to steal DVDs. But the, the first one. time they do it, it's kind of like, oh, they assembled this elite team of like the best of the best to like do one job so that they can live peaceful forever. And it seems every movie they do now, that every movie. they're they're all they're all living together for some reason, even though they have enough money to well, like all of their. They're not living together. They just all have to go to they, the family. They, they go to the backyard barbecue. But. These people have so much coronas. money. They have enough money to obviously buy, be buying these insane vehicles that they're using in all these movies. And model. And tank. And space car, apparently. They built that space but car. But they could just... I feel like they could have laid low. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, the, for the characters, these people wanted a bunch of money to live a relaxing life. But instead of that, they're going to space. Now they're <laughs> switching bodies, apparently. Well, they have... The, Ian, the thing is, yes. they want to live peaceful lives. You're right. But it's all about family. Yeah. And it's always personal. Okay. So they always so they're drag actively, them back in. So they're... Those are quotes that are in every movie. I think. It's yes. all about family and it's personal this time. <laughs> um, See, because like in this one, it looks like... I think they choose to be dragged in. No, this one, it looks like Jason Momoa is uh-huh. kind of trying to get revenge on them for yeah. killing his dad. Family connection. Yeah. And he's trying to make it personal by trying to kidnap oh Little okay B. but are they gonna kill off vin diesel that's what i want to know no i hope so they need to lock Vince that man goes to no, if this need... is fast x and supposedly it's gonna end with part two after fast this x movie, part two how does fast part... x conclude that warrants it's the set the it's s- obvious last installment vin, Z- vin diesel dies at the end of the movie only to be resurrected oh. in the second <laughs> Christ like resurrection. resurrection that's what the cross is part. about it's gonna happen they see a it's gonna fucking happen car slammed on they're like who is that? He steps out and he's like, Oh my God, it's thing. gonna happen. I'm convinced. <laughs> I don't think, I think, okay, I'm thinking maybe he can die in this movie. But Fast, face off, some, the person that's in his body dies, but he's in someone else's body. It's another major retcon, just like putting Jason Momoa in all those scenes from yeah, Fast Five. Yeah, we haven't talked about that. You mean from Fast? Him just from Tokyo it, Drift. Him oh, in the Tokyo trailer Drift? just I thought you said it was a villain from Five. No, Jason Mo- Oh, Jason Momoa. Sorry, I think it was Jason Momoa. Statham. Oh. Oh. Jason Statham, the retcon villain from Fast 3. Oh, okay. As he's standing behind the vault that they tore <laughs> off so the So good! And then he's like in the car and he swims Yeah, he, he gets hit. He is a character that gets that is in the movie, apparently, that gets hit into the ocean. But the thing is, okay, this is funny. It's like a retcon that's like obviously like that didn't happen. It's not like, oh, Jason Momoa is like in the back corner there. He's right behind the vault as they pull it out. That's a yes. shot from Fast yes. Five. It's not like they snuck him in the corner. They're like, he's right there. You didn't see him, dummy? Like... <laughs> He but, is very obviously just. Yeah, it could have been like he wasn't. He didn't have to be present. He could have like seen that it happened to his dad. Why did they have to put him? Yeah, at he the really scene? didn't have to be at the scene. He could have just like 
seen on the news what exactly. happened again. Like, he was out of town that weekend. Yeah, why do you have to be standing right behind the vault? Yeah. What, even just behind a vault? Where is he standing in the structure of the bank? Yeah, there, there should have been no room there. <laughs> it's very He weird. was just in the hallway behind. He saw it happening. He was he standing next up. to the vault, and what? after it gets pulled out, he, like, steps in the frame. Yeah, he just ran. He's like... <laughs> and he's always doing that thing. Just like, yeah, he does, like, his big arms. I actually do think Jason Momoa is, like, a decent actor. I think, so I think he's... I, I'm, I'm be interesting just surprised to see him he's in this, in this movie. Yeah. I feel like there's a few actors who are too good for this franchise, but continue to keep but I think back. they know oh, it's fun. I mean, fun. hello, Brie Larson. <laughs> hello, Brie Larson should not be in this movie. She's too good for this. But... Going back to how they're going to do part two and how they're going to top themselves for Fast X part two. I think you're right. Maybe Vin Diesel does die. Jesus-like resurrection. But instead of that, to get him back, Clone. they build a time machine. Oh, no. And go all the way back to Fast a, and the it's Furious a whole, 1. It's an endgame situation. And, they ha- and that way... But there is an issue with that. Because this is the have, Infinity War to their endgame. The they're going to resurrect again. him with CGI. Oh. I think it's going to happen. Oh, oh, I'm not... I wouldn't be surprised if they do it eventually... I mean, in the finale, and yeah, I don't know if it'll be a fast extra if it's in the next movie, fast but X like, yeah, but yeah. So I don't know. I think these movies are stupid fun. I think they know what they are, and I'm here for it. I've jumped on the bandwagon. I'm drinking the nit- nitrous oxide. Like I've drunk the Corona. I mean, yeah. I'm not as big of a completionist as Ryan, so I don't feel the need to like watch all the other ones. I saw F9, and so now I'm like, okay, if we really want to go see Fast X, I'll just jump in with both feet. I think and you should at least watch Fast Five before you watch. Fast okay, X. that probably makes sense because if it's like tying back to that. And Fast Five, are you good. gonna are you as gonna check Ryan out Fast said, X? I jumped off at the peak, and I don't think there's a chance of me yeah. getting back Ian on this ride. Oh come on, you were on the episode. You gotta come see it with us, just for old time's sake. If time we invite sake. you, will you come with us? If you invite me, I will go. Okay, okay cool. Ian, would you like to go see Fast X with us? Yes, this we already have tickets. <laughs> I'll get you a seat right next to us. <laughs> but but he did he did stop watching after Furious Seven, which is without a doubt the best movie in the franchise. But we have to talk about Justin Lin real quick. Okay, so Justin Lin, the godfather of these movies, he directed three, four, five, and nine. I think right, maybe six too. Uh, but he, like he came back to do nine, and it was like big. Like everyone's like, yeah, Justin Lin's back, and then he's like signed on for ten. And a week into filming ten, Vin Diesel posts this Instagram video where he's like, I'm here with Justin Lin. How's it going, Justin Lin? And you can see Justin Lin, like, visibly uncomfortable with this video. Looks like he's about to cry. And he's like, yeah, it's going great. We're on the first week. And he goes, would you say this is the best movie ever? Or something like that. And Justin Lin goes, maybe one of them. And he, like, gives, like, a weird little smirky look. Like, he's not happy with what's going on. And Vin Diesel goes, ooh, that's what I like to hear. Or something like that. And then... Like, days after that video is posted, it's announced Justin Lin has left from Proving Vin Diesel has zero social cues. (laughs) And they have to, like, go out and find a new director. So they find the guy who did The Incredible Hulk, and now you see me. And they're like, you know how to point a camera at things? You're the director now. Great. We love to see it. So. I mean, it's Vin Diesel's movie. They can put whatever director they want on it. Are you upset that the movie's not called Fast 10, Your Seatbelts? Um, a little bit, but I'm more curious, like, because of how all across the board this naming convention has been, like, what's oh, the part two going to be called? Is it fast? I think it's going to be X squared, like with the little two, mm. you know, fast X squared. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> what if it's just like fast X again? No, they just call it fast X part two. Oh, I mean, that's possible, but well, that feels like a cop out. 
what if they call it Fast XX? Okay, that's pop. That's doable. No, that means there's been 20 movies. <laughs> <laughs> or what if they just call it Furious 11? That would be... I would hate that the most. <laughs> well, Fast they... DX. Double X. Hmm. Like, think about the it, Tyler. Here's how it's gone. They had the first three movies, right? And then there's a soft reboot. Number four is called Fast and Furious. Number five, Fast Five. Number six, Fast and Furious Six. Number seven, Furious Seven. And then number eight went with the pun, Fate, Fate of the Furious. Then number nine just dropped all the letters, except for one, F9. I don't know, maybe... I like Fast X Squared. What about Fast X2? Sure. Or just FX2? Uh, oh, think... that's good. I like FX2. Cancel cancel the movie. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> that's my vote. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to like it. I'm going to I'm going to love it. Time. <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch nine. I haven't seen it since the theater. Well, that brings us to the end of our final trailer discussion on this episode, but fear not, Ian, we have one more game that we'd love for you to play with us to close out this episode. Are you down? I am down. Thank God. Cause it's in your contract. Um, Legally we're binding. trying a new activity to close out today's episode. This is what's known as a blind draft. Basically what's going to happen is Ryan and I have pre-chosen a category for us to draft five movies um, that fit this category. Um, and, and we know the category. We decided together. Ian, however, on the other hand, uh, does not know the category. And so Ryan and I will take turns. We'll each give our first pick, second pick, third pick. But after each of our picks, um, Ian's then going to have to choose a movie and try and fit into the category uh, that we're drafting from. Should we tell the audience what the category is? Um, I think, I mean, we probably should, but I don't know. I can go into the other room. Okay. We can splice yeah. it in, it's important or if that's too much work. No, I'm not splicing it in. Ian, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the password is... <laughs> I was like... Okay, audience, it's just you and me. Well, Ryan's still here, too. But Ian's gone. And the category for today's blind draft will be movies that make us cry. Movies that cause us to shed a tear. So keep that in mind when Ian says some wild thing. <laughs> Like dog charity. I mean, that might make me cry. I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's a. Did you tear up at all? I didn't tear up, but I guess you could cry at that. I feel like. Yeah, I guess it fits. All right, Ian, get back in here, bud. All right, uh, Tyler, you want to go first? First round pick, or do you want me to have first round pick? Um, welcome back, Ian. Yeah, let's start with the draft, and we're getting into it. Oh, straight into it. So let's go. Like you go, then I go, then Ian goes. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll both go, and then Ian will pick. So you can go ahead and take the first pick of the draft. I'm cool with that. All right. Uh, my first pick, I'm going to choose Jojo Rabbit. Ooh, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, For my first pick, I'm going to choose Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Ian? I'm going to go with Thor Ragnarok. Interesting. Okay. I can see it happening. Like, okay, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Because he's so like laughing a lot. Right, right, right. right. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right, then I'm gonna choose um. Furious Seven. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm gonna choose Mamma Mia. Really? Every time. Okay. That's an outside of a box pick. He's trying to throw you that one. What you said? Furious Seven. Furious Seven. You said Mamma Mia. Um, 
I'm gonna go with uh, Megan. Megan. Okay. Yes, Megan. Wow. I don't know. Maybe because he's laughing again. <laughs> it's because of the song. Oh, titanium. Megan sings titanium. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and choose Coco. Ooh, that's a good pick. I had that on my short list for sure. Um, I need a I need to follow up on my last pick. Can I lump Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia Here We Go Again together, or do I have to use another draft pick? I mean, now that you've said it, I think you can just lump them together and use another draft pick. Okay, I'm lumping them together. So I have now Wakanda Forever and Mamma Mia 1 and 2. <laughs> and my next pick is going to be... Uh, I'm also going to animated film. I'm going with Moana. Oh, Tamatoa? Yes. That scene yeah, in particular? that's the one. It's not that scene we're joking. I'm going to go with... Remember, I chose uh, Coco. Coco. Yeah. And also Furious 7. And also... Jojo Rabbit. I'm going to pick The Princess and the Frog. Okay. That's, that's actually a good pick. That's, that's a, good, a pick. good one. That's a good pick. Okay. I'm going to say, um, you did a superhero movie, I'll do a superhero movie. I'll say Avengers Infinity War. Yes. Good pick. Good pick. Like, um, especially, like, towards the end. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to go, also for uh, the ending, Toy Story 3. Oh. I'm going to go with... I'm gonna go with Shrek 2. <laughs> okay. Towards the end. Okay, yeah. With yeah. the big cookie. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Is this the last one? This is the final pick of the draft. Mm. So I know you just did it, but recap your so you have Jojo Rabbit, Fear Seven, Seven, Coco, Coco, Avengers, and Avengers Infinity War. War. Um This one's personal. Uh <laughs> Lilo and Stitch. Okay. For like nostalgic reasons. Okay. okay. And then once again to recap, I have Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Mamma Mia 1 and 2, Moana, Toy Story 3, and finally a movie I'm sure that you've seen, um, Ian. Uh, this movie is Room with Brie Larson. I thought about that movie. Okay, for my final movie... Um, Wait, before you say your final movie, yes, what do you think the category yeah. is? What do I think the category is? And then see if that movie, fit, your last movie, fits the category that I, you're thinking of. I I genuinely I had at I kind of thought I knew what it was, but then I was wrong because I was like, okay, I I thought for a minute it might have been movies I haven't seen because there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But then you I could was, just name any movie exactly. You couldn't name any movie, and then I was also like, I've seen Marvel movies. I guess that makes that. sense with like Jojo Rabbit and Mamma Mia. Yeah, stuff like that. It made, made me kind of think that. Have you seen Toy Story um, three? Yeah, I've seen. I've seen okay, Toy Story okay. Um, and then after I realized it wasn't that, I had no clue. Mm. <laughs> I thought maybe it was musicals, but I know some of those aren't musicals yeah. that have been said. Like the Marvel movies and Jojo Rabbit, I don't believe is a musical. You did? That you, would be insane, though. You chose... It was interesting. After Tyler did his Marvel movie and I did Jojo Rabbit, you chose the Marvel movie directed by Taika Waititi. I did think it might have been Taika Waititi. I don't know how to say Yeah, I thought that might be it for a second. I truly have no idea. I've been very lost. So let's recap what you've said so far. I've said Thor Ragnarok. You said... Um, What's the second movie I said? What was your guys' second You said Megan. I said Megan. Megan. I said Megan, a movie I haven't seen. Then you said Princess and the Frog. Princess uh-huh. and the Frog. Which I think is the most solid of I think it's the best one picks. you've chosen. And, and then, then, what was your last one? My last one was, uh, I think it was, um, I actually don't remember. I don't either. Was it another musical, maybe? I think it was a musical. I don't know. I don't know. It's okay. 
but I have my fi- my final answer. Mm-hmm. Ratatouille. Okay, possible. it's possible. Okay. And do you have any guess for what it is? Final guess. I have no clue. All right, do you want to tell them, Tyler? Ian, the category was movies that make us cry. Movies that make us cry. Wow. Ours are all very Bunch emotional pain. movies, or they have very emotional moments in them. Princess and the Frog is great. Princess I mean, and the Frog's a good one. Uh-huh. The moment with the star and and the Ray. Firefly. The I Firefly, mean. yeah, that was. That was touching. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, Thor Ragnarok doesn't really have anything to cry Maybe because you're laughing so much. Yeah. Is what, I was trying to Shrek help you there. Shrek 2? Oh, yeah, you said Shrek 2. Oh, yeah, Shrek 2. That was with the cookie. The cookie. That one makes a tear go down. Ratatouille, I could see, but there's it's not as emotional as like Inside Out or some other picture I'm you could have chosen. Like I said, Coco. Yeah, Coco. I mean, nice try. Valiant effort, Ian. I don't know if I could have done it. Especially with the list we gave. I tried. I don't know. I wasn't trying to throw him for... If he had seen Mamma Mia and Mommy Here We Go Again, they're both very emotional movies. You've got Sophie getting ready for her wedding, the slipping through my fingers scene. That's Mamma Mia 2, though. No, that's Mamma Mia 1 when Sophie's getting married. Mamma Mia 2 is when Lily James is going to baptize, and we got Ghost Meryl. Both of those are very emotional moments in that. Ghost Meryl. Oh, you just just you wait, boy. Mamma Mia 1, you can skip. Just watch Mamma Mia 2. They're both incredible. Mamma Mia 1's... Not. It's a wonderful double feature. You want to watch Mamma Mia Here We Go Again after this, Ian? Well, I think that's all the time we have. <laughs> Actually, it is. But before we sign off for today's episode, Ian. there are two important questions that we always have to ask. Which movie that we talked about today are you most excited to see? And which trailer that we talked about today was your favorite? Uh, I think both are the same today. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 sweeps. Uh, I was most excited for it. And the trailer gave me goosebumps. It was the only one that gave me goosebumps while we were watching it. Um, excited to see the conclusion of a. Uh, I think yeah. it'll soon be one of the best trilogies in Marvel. Definitely, definitely. I think I'm most excited to see Guardians of the Galaxy three as well. But I think my favorite trailer, honestly, is Fast X. Oh my gosh, unhinged! Bro, wait, you, we didn't even talk about the cool motorcycle trick. Nope. Ryan's favorite part of the trailer is like the most subdued motorcycle trick that is literally a five second shot in the trailer, which just so goes cool. to show that that encapsulates the experience I think of Fast and Furious now. Um, I think it's such a fun trailer. I agree with both of you. The movie I'm most excited to see is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um, however, my vote for best trailer does go to Renfield. I think the comedy is just super on point, and I love the reveal of Nicolas Cage Dracula at Whoa, the end of the trailer. Three-way tie for best trailer. That means it goes to <coughs> Mario, right? <coughs> it obviously goes to the one no one voted for. Well, the tie is not to best trailer. The tie is for best most oh, overall movie. The yeah. winner of the episode. So Guardians wins. Guardians wins. Guardians wins. Cool. Um, Ian, do you have anything that you want to plug? Anything you need the people to know about? Um, I plug myself. Visit Poma's and visit, OB. Vi- visit Poma's and OB. We have great sandwiches. Nice. Um, well, we're also going to plug Preview Review on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Follow me and Tyler on Letterboxd. Yeah. And uh, separate accounts. We don't share an account. Yeah, there's no Preview people. Review account. Um, Yet. Ian, you want to run the preview review letterbox account? No, I'm okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Join us next time as we discuss more trailers and have more fun times. As always. Thanks for joining us, Ian. Yay. Goodbye. Later.
Do you want to say bye? Peace.